0: Previously on the Simon and Ross podcast.
1: Yeah, and the the clue about knocking themselves out was because in the 70s, loads of people went out and bought nunchucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> off the back of that film. Uh, now, when I first watched it, I was also one of those people, but it wasn't until the probably late 80s, early 90s. And including uh, I can include myself in that category of knocking themselves out with nunchucks. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my parent and my mum came home once to find me cold on the drive of my house, not Um After swinging some nunchucks around and catching myself in the back of the head.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh...
1: Like, shall I give you the next clue for the next one, then? Oh, yeah. Bear with me. Okay.
0: Ends number four.
1: <laughs> Love it. So the first clue, there's two. I've only got two clues for this, right? So, again, hopefully I've not made them too hard. I think the first clue you'll quite like, Simon, because I know you like your music, don't you? Yep. So, anyway, <laughs> um, this has got a really nice fat soundtrack by Moby, okay, in one particular scene. Uh, and it's a redo of uh, one of my favourite bands' uh, song, uh, Joy Division, uh, "New Dawn Fades." So Moby did a uh, Moby did a retake on that, and he it's did a film.
0: Um, does the film Does the film star uh, Matt Damon? Right. What's
1: the there is song? a Moby track to a Matt Damon film. Yeah. Thinking of The Bourne Identity, I think, aren't he? So, so th- this, not this, Bono. no, 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 not born identity. That's not my thing, is it? Or
0: is it? Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: it, is it, is. yeah it is. Um, well, what's the song? What was the Morbi song that was, um, New Don't New New
0: Fade, which was a Joy, Dorf, Dorf, Joy Division Dorf, Dorf, song? Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm not going to get it off that clue. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> okay, cool, right? So, the next one, I reckon you'll get it straight away. Okay, so this is the only f- film up to, I think, fairly recently because they, they were in a, in a film together again. But uh, up to fairly recently, it was the only film they'd starred in together uh, at the same time, and this is Pacino and De Niro.
2: Ah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
0: the, yeah the Irishman.
1: Yeah. It's
0: not The Irishman. <laughs> right.
1: not, uh, That's heat. the one recently, heat. but before yeah. that. Heat. Yeah, it's Heat, Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: Yeah, I I, I watched Heat for the first time about four weeks ago, and the only bit I remembered was that Moby's, that that song was in it. Yeah, um, and then I completely forgot it when you said it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I thought you know when you said Moby, I thought right, I've got this in the bag because I, I but I just don't think I'm familiar with um. First of all, I haven't seen Heat in about ten years, but it, it's a, it's a, I've seen it a few times. And, and secondly I'm I, that there's one Moby album I absolutely love and that's play yeah
0: that's the one everyone loves
2: yeah um, <laughs> and I think there's a couple of songs that have been on like body rock and um it's porcelain on that as well yeah, um, yeah. That, that, that have been in films Porcelain,
0: you... porcelain is the one from the uh, the bone series yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah 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 and then body rock is in um uh, to be honest I think it might have been in like a sort of American road movie type film yeah. Well, um, I th- it's, anyway. it's,
0: I th- it's, it's one of them, I think at the time, I think every single track from that album had been used in something else.
1: Mm. I, mm, I think it's yeah. one of
0: the most widely used for adverts and like soundtracks and thing- things like that, uh, you know, gen- generally used. Um, I think he, not only did he make a fortune from the actual album itself, he made a fortune from adverts and film scores. Mm. For life, it basically set him up. Because I, I bet nobody, Ross. Could you could you name another Moby album?
2: Uh, isn't the one called Go?
0: No, that was his first
1: single.
2: Ah. Oh. Then uh, the best of Moby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Moby's greatest hits.
2: <laughs> and all that we play was we used to blast it. We used to. Um... We, again, going back years now, we, we yeah. built our own um, mountain bike pump track on uh, some, friend that a land, uh, some land that a friend of ours owned. And the one thing I remember from that time, we'd have been about 18, the one thing I remember is that um, play, you, we used to have it blasting from a Bluetooth speaker. And we spent two weeks digging. We rented this little mini JCB thing and we spent two weeks digging and creating our own pump track around the outside of our friend's land. And Moby formed the, the, the soundtrack to that entire process. <laughs> so I've, I've got fond memories of that album.
0: So did, did it dig faster during the faster tracks and then slower during the slower ones?
2: Yeah, we had it on a metronome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I've uh, said so heat heat, yes.
2: Heat uh, quality film.
1: Yeah, it's a great film, isn't it? Michael, Michael Mann. Michael, Not Michael Mann. Mann yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Not the Michael <laughs> Mann that used to work with me, but a different Michael Mann. <laughs> 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 um but yeah, Michael Mann, a uh, great director, isn't he? And his the style that he, he produces is is amazing.
2: And uh, I think there was think, only one scene they were in together, wasn't it, in the entire film?
1: Yeah, for De Niro and Pacino, yeah. In the um, cafe. when they were sat in a cafe, yeah. And up to that point, it was the first time they'd ever been together on, on a set. Yeah, it's great. Um, but I think one of the best and most realistic gun battles I think I've ever seen on film uh, when they're running with their bags of money, uh, it's just awesome. I thought it was mm. fantastic, and the sound as well. Uh, I was lucky enough to see that in the cinema, and the sound uh, of those gun that gunfire in that street outside was just phenomenal. So yeah,
0: great film. And it it does it seems to. It's quite well done in the fact that it, it kind of goes quite drastically wrong. Yeah. Doesn't it really? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And whereas in normally those sort of things, they, they go quite right. And if they go wrong, they tend to go wrong at the last minute sort of thing. Whereas it, it almost goes wrong immediately, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: 100%. And uh, the sort of, uh, the after effect of it going wrong then means that everything else just turns to shit, doesn't it, for them? Yeah. Uh, for a little
1: bit. Yeah. Control. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah
2: and no. you don't you you sort of don't know who to root for either do you yeah. and that that's the whole that's the whole point is there's the mutual respect between the law and you know you've got you've got sort of the the um what's the word like the masters of both sides like the, the best of both that it's yeah. it's a, it's a hovis of a movie <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 50 50 that, that was on that was on the poster actually wasn't it, I'm sure it was. but but, I, uh, I, I think you're right in I,
2: you represent it's, the best of each side, you know. Yeah. You're the best copper and the best villain.
0: But I, I also think you're right in in regards to that because I I messaged you while I was watching it. I, I don't think Al Pacino is a particularly likable person in the film, is he? You, you're not you're not really rooting for him at all, are you? Whereas in those sort of films, you're you are supposed to be rooting for him. Whereas yeah. To an extent, you're quite glad when like De Niro gets one up on him when when he forces him into that um that warehouse they're not warehouse the um what is it called where, where all the cargo is and they're the like docks. The, the docks that's that's the word yeah oh sorry you're yeah. from down there you, you know about docks, <laughs> we're landlocked here so you know um but you know it's um but they're in the middle of all those um what are they called cargo things containers yeah that's the one <laughs> that's why we got you on um but you know and they're just in the middle of it and you sort of think what is going on here? And then, when you sort of realise that he's been double-crossed, or and you kind of go, "Yeah, yeah, you prick,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've been on, done there. Well done." <laughs> on, a,
2: on a side note, how many good Val Kilmer films can you name? <sighs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: Val Kilmer's a bit of a Keanu Reeves in the sense that he needs somebody yeah. other than him that's better to carry him through and make a good film out of it.
1: Yeah, I can't. I, can, I, I mean, Batman was uh, awful, wasn't it? With him. Uh, didn't, didn't didn't write that uh, i mean top it's, secret
0: it's, have you ever seen top secret no no i can't, I
1: can't say it's, I
0: it's the, so. it's, uh, if you, you've seen airplane haven't you
2: yeah
0: yeah it's done by the same people that do airplane it was just the one just before that so it's quite silly um and he's basically an elvis impersonator or he's a pop star <laughs> or something like that Christ um,
2: alive that doesn't sound good. <laughs> He's
0: played sound. he's played Elvis quite a few times, doesn't he? Val Kilmer. He? I'm sure he has. Or am he, I thinking, of, am I thinking of uh who's the one in Miracle? Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Kurt Russell's played Elvis quite a few times.
2: Kurt Russell comes <laughs> up again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think he was in the Elvis story. I think it was a film called the Elvis story. I remember
2: I see, a film it? with Val Kilmer where he played a blind man. Does that ring any bells?
0: I've not seen that one, Ross. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he was he was in a wheel he was in a wheelchair and he was blind and he had to escape somewhere. What was the name of that movie?
0: Jump to look, Ross.
2: Hey?
0: Jump to look. I'm, I'm
2: looking now. All right, okay. Um
0: I've never seen the doors, but was he any good in the doors? Oh, oh, he was, that's that's, that's a good, good point.
2: Was he was an amazing <laughs> he was an amazing Jim Morrison. You know he what? Did. Fuck, yeah. fuck finding that film. Let's talk about the Doors uh, <laughs> um he was amazing brilliant, Jim Morrison.
1: brilliant yeah i'll take it all back actually that that you know back yeah, sorry Val. Him,
2: if yeah, you're listening pal,
1: you're all right pal <laughs>
2: yeah that performance alone will do it for me yeah yeah never
0: still <laughs> never seen it or always or never fancied it but now, often, do, you, do you watch films
2: you need to you need to give the pornos a rest and, and watch some <laughs> real movies here
0: i only get a pint and a half that you know i need to to get rid of it um but no, I, that,
2: that that film is what got me into the Doors because I, I I didn't I knew about the Doors kind of I knew that they you know written like My Fire and yeah. Riders on the Storm, but but that was where my sort of knowledge ended and uh, and and I watched the Doors movie and I thought fucking hell like the, these guys are, were amazing and that's when I that's when I, I went out and bought L A Woman and then I bought Morrison Hotel and became a sort of a big a big fan of the Doors and it was off the off the back of Val Kilmer. For all the well, shit. There you I'm go.
0: Having. There you go. <laughs> Take it all back. Although, uh, uh, weird, I know you I know you think everyone lives in Romley. But
2: <laughs> it's because every time we did a quiz over lockdown, you all fucking every question had some relation to Stockport or Romley.
0: <laughs> um Joanne Wally Kilmer, cool. who's in the doors. Who? Joanne Wally Kilmer, who was married to Val Kilmer. All right, okay. She went to my school.
2: You just said she was in The Doors.
0: Yeah, She was in The Doors film. Was she in it? Yeah. Right. Um. She, yeah, she went to my school.
2: She went to your school. Oh, so you've yeah. proven my point then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, her mum used to work in, in one of the shops uh, just up the road. I, I could take you to the house that they used to live in. I know where they used to live.
2: No, it's all, It's all right. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, but no for for me it's it's one of those weird things Um, Ian I think we're about the same sort of age aren't we roughly yeah Um, I I think um, early 90s 1991 there was a big resurgence in the doors wasn't there yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably just before the Doors film came out, and uh, like my fire uh, w- went into the pop charts again um, at that sort of time, and it was it was everywhere, wasn't it? They just yeah. you just heard it everywhere, and I started to work in a shop. It was a handbag shop in Stockport, um, and they had these tapes, and because of legal stuff, you are only allowed to play the tapes that you were given, and they're called re- rediffusion tapes. Right, right, and they were actually the tapes, but they were backwards. So if you ever played them in a normal tape player, everything was backwards. Anyway, and uh, <laughs> on, on one side of this tape, and there, were, there was only one tape they were allowed to play, and every three months they would update it and send you another one. And on one side was like my fire, on the other side was Riders on the Storm. And the tape went a bit funny on Ride of the Storm, so it was even slower than it is. Because um, it's got riders on the storm, <laughs> and then all you'd hear was riders on the storm. So I, I used to always try and skip it. So th- unfortunately for me, that's that's my impression of the Doors. <laughs> Just wanted to skip that song.
1: Not not a big fan there. <laughs> no. No, no. Well, then the- Ross, I, I share your passion for the doors so I, I, I they're a great
2: band. Elliot <laughs> LA Woman is gotta be one of the best albums that's ever been made.
1: Well, I was gonna say I love Riders on the Storm, but Simon's just ruined it for me. All I'm gonna think about
2: No, now-
0: you, you you never had to hear it, so you know, you can you can enjoy it.
2: To be honest, the thing is Riders on the Storm for me is a bit like um it's a bit like you can call me Al, Paul Simon. I'm a massive, you know, Was great... Chevy
0: Chasing the video.
2: Great <laughs> <laughs> Graceland <laughs> is one of my all time favorite albums. And um, but I will always skip You Can Call Me Al just because it's always played when it's if you know it's the most most commonly played Paul Simon song. So I'm bored as fuck of it and I always skip it. And Riders on the Storm is, is one of them for me. where you know, it's the one doors song that I will actually skip.
0: Oh, really? Oh, mm. it, it's your West End girls, isn't it? That's no, it's it not. Is.
2: It's not that it's a. It's not that it's a bad song. It's that I've just. No. I've heard it, it so many times. Yeah, I'm just like, nah, I can't be. It's I, when you I, say
0: oh, I'm actually into the doors, and they go, oh right, on the stormy god. For fuck's sake.
2: Yeah. Pick a B <laughs> <Yeah>. side. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some. I, I think I think Morrison Hotel was was one of my favourite ones, and that was one of the later Doors albums. And and a lot of people don't rate it, but there's some tunes on there like Peace Frog and Ship of Fools, and I absolutely love those tracks. Um, but yeah, yeah. If anybody said like they wanted to get into the doors, I would give a LA woman say so just fucking put that on. But um, yeah, Riders on the Storm. I, th- I think if I, I think if I listened to it whenever it was presented to me, I would hate it by now, and I don't want to hate it. It's too, uh-huh.
1: it's too good. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but also, if, if you're into if you read sort of autobiographies, um, nobody gets out here alive. Jim Morrison's autobiography is uh, no, it's not. it's a, it's a biography. Um, from someone who knew him, is is really really good. That's one of the best biographies I've read. It's, it's called cool. no, "Nobody Gets Out of Here Alive." That's well worth worth reading if you're into the doors line. Yeah, nice
1: awesome.
0: one. So, twenty minutes of uh, the doors chat. So, heat. <laughs> back, to, back to Val Kilmer. Back Gilder. to the
1: film. <laughs> back to the film. Yeah, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, crack it, cracking film heat. Um, love it, love it. Um, and I, I wanted to include a sort of gangsterish type film, um, you know. And uh, I, I think that's, it was really clever in the way it was shot, um, and um, the, the soundtrack I thought was it was wicked all the way through it as well. But the sound in the whole film, the, you know, just the music and the sound was just brilliant. So yeah, yeah that's why it made it into my top five. Um, One of
0: those films as well where you've seen it in the cinema and and you're desperately trying to recreate it at mm. home
1: yeah it's really difficult I'm not unless yeah. you really upset your neighbors you know? that's it <laughs> look, really look, need look. To blast them.
0: what do you need that extra set of speakers for look we've <laughs> only got 10 we need 15
1: <laughs>
0: i'm trying to recreate heat in the cinema yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we've all been there
2: <laughs> did, did you did you see that same um, episode of graham norton When uh, Tom Hiddleston was on it with Robert De Niro, yeah, and he and he he was absolutely starstruck, and he he couldn't stop sort of talking, asking him about certain. Basically, he was just fanboying out big time on the on Graham Norton show, and they were talking about Heat. And Tom Hiddleston acts out that scene between De Niro and Pacino, and he's buzzing and saying how good it is, and he doesn't. An imp- he, he sort of acts out both parts, and it's, yeah. fucking, it's fucking brilliant because Tom Hiddleston's a really good impersonator. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And he does, but he
2: does both their parts in front of De Niro. It's really good.
0: Robert, Robert De Niro sort of looks impressed, but also completely unimpressed at the same. Well, how time. How many
2: times does De Niro? Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. How many times people impersonate him? He's just like, fuck. Here we go, and everyone will do the same sort of. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All he can do and he's he's just got to be polite about because the guy's not a dick, is he? So he's just always but you know, for fifty years he's probably just been like, Yeah, oh, that's good, yeah. Well,
1: which I, I of, love I love both of them, De Niro and Pacino. So yeah, uh and I too. could have put in films from either of them. But I thought, well, that's the one they've been in together. Uh and it was a, a cracking film. So yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. i mean there is there is one film that they've been in together that is far better but they don't appear together
1: oh of course that's part two isn't it yeah, yeah.
2: and that that is that is that's a special film is that
1: it is a special film
2: you know there's um they did uh they did, a, they did a, um i lived a, i lived a, abroad for a time in, in in new hampshire in america and uh there's a there's a few people that i was um, staying with who'd never seen any of the godfathers and one night they screened a. Um, it was all three Godfather. Well, it was the first two, but it was in, it was shown in chronological order, as in
1: uh, okay. as in
2: number one and number two yeah. were intercut. Yeah. So it, it starts. So a lot of it is number two, and then and then it jumps back and forth between one and two. So it was all played. The, the narrative was in order. chronological yeah. order. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, it was it was a thoroughly enjoyable ten hours for me.
1: <laughs> what about the family we're staying with? And-
2: <laughs> I was like, shut up, shut up, watch this, watch this, shut up, shut up, everyone, shut the fuck up.
1: How
0: how did it play? I mean, one of the things that is quite kind of quite nice about the second one is that it kind of flicks back between the two.
2: Yeah. D- yeah. Did it
0: sort of lose some of that by playing it in one go?
2: It was a completely different viewing experience. Right. Yeah.
0: So w- was it was it a good, completely different viewing experience, or or if somebody
2: if somebody had never seen if somebody said I want to watch the Godfather trilogy, yeah, I wouldn't say do it that way. No. No, I would say watch one, two, and three. But from from, a, from, from someone who's a fan of The Godfather and, and they've seen them all, and I, I don't sort of feel um, I don't. Feel as passionately about number three as you know a lot of people just write it off as if it never existed. I don't mind it because I don't I don't compare it to the first two because there's such a massive gap between them. Yeah, I don't think it's worth comparing them. They're completely different. Um, so I would just say you know just yeah, it's it's not as good as watching one, two, and three in separate instances. No, but if you're a if you're a a Godfather nerd like me, I I loved it. Because I could just sit and dig out on it, you know.
0: Have you still got part of Al Pacino's shirt?
2: Yeah. Um... <laughs> have I got it up
0: here? He's got, he's got a oh, framed no. piece of Al Pacino's shirt. <clears throat> have
1: have you been trying where to did, sell have, have you you been trying
2: to... it? Ross? Ian, I've been trying to sell it for 20 years.
1: So nobody... <laughs> you actually want it then.
2: Nobody will buy it. <laughs> i offered to pay somebody to take it, and they fucking you're won. Have, you're gonna have
1: to wait till he's dead, mate.
2: Yeah, it's a. It was a really random. I came across it in a in a gallery in in my hometown, Barrow in Furness, and uh, <clears throat> I must have been about oh, fucking hell. I was about, about 14 years old when I saw it, and uh, and it was they had like little bits of film memorabilia, but a lot of it was crap. Um, and I just came across this uh, framed. Swatch is what you call it of Al Pacino's shirt, and it was from the film Two for the Money with Matthew McConaughey, which is which is a good film. You've never seen it, a lot. Have you seen it? Two for the Money? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's well, it's a good film. Um, anyway, Al Pacino is like he plays like a CEO of this global betting agency, and that he wears this like really nice suit through it, and they took his shirt and they broke it off. You know, bearing in mind I, I had no idea about this until I actually saw it in the gallery, and I was like, what the fuck's this? And I was. A you didn't
0: master. go in. You didn't go in looking for a swatch of, of Al Pacino's <laughs> shirt.
2: I, 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 I started at the top of the high street, and I went to every single shop asking if they had a piece of uh, Al Pacino's shirt. <laughs> I even went into I went into GD Sports, <laughs> <laughs> but they had it on a wall, and it's a little square, and uh, with with a picture of Al Pacino and a bio, and then a certificate of authenticity on the back. And uh, I think it was ninety pounds when I bought it, when I was fourteen years old.
0: No, that's, that's definitely real.
2: And, uh, and and I've I've had it on eBay. I've had it like I'm like, no, because for me it's it, it's literally been sat in a box
1: for <laughs> nothing
2: for years and years he's and years. Not and dis- like, he's not
1: even displayed it.
2: No, no. no. something. Is somebody must <laughs> somebody must? There's a collector out there that would like this.
0: When you say swatched, is it like when you buy a suit and it's in that little pocket? Is it that little sample it's like a, it's that you like get? a pocket
2: square? Uh, oh. Oh, that's not It's real. not. It's, it's it, they've, Simon, they've taken his shirt and they've cut it up into a 100 pieces <laughs> and mounted each one. Yeah. That's what it is. So it's like, it, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I, I certainly wouldn't buy it now, but a, 14, a 14-year-old... Well, you've already got one, so you don't need... I might as well be mates with him. I might as well know the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well have been in The Godfather part two. <laughs>
0: Even though the swatch wasn't
1: from that film,
2: but God, I've had that for so long, and it's just—it's always just sat in a, you know, in the garage. You've got the boxes of stuff that has some sentimentality. You don't want to just bin them, but you don't know what the fuck to do with them. It's in that—it's <laughs> in one of those boxes, you know, and it has been for years. It has for, what sixteen years? It's been in there.
0: Well, it's like I've—I've I've got a, f- a film still from Return of the Jedi, and it's from the thirty-five mil print. And when I when I first got it, I was just like, "This is going to be worth an absolute fortune." And then it's just not. It just really isn't. (laughs) It's the shittest. It's one of the shittest bits of the films. You can barely make out what it is. Um, It's just like Luke's arm just brushing past the screen or something. And it's not worth. It's not worth a penny. The only way that it would be valuable is, I don't know, if every copy of Return of the Jedi like was like wiped off the face of the earth, and I managed to get hold of. All of those pieces from all the people that from all the idiots that bought them, and then I was able to piece it back together. I could then maybe sell it back to Disney, but no, it's complete waste of money. (laughs) It's not even signed. It's nothing. It's I, I, yeah. But you know, obviously, I had a bit more cash then.
2: (laughs) Well, I I think with film merch, there's there's cool there's cool memorabilia and there's shite stuff in there. And we we are clearly you know we've got the shit stuff that yeah. nobody wants. It's not it's you know it's not like but... I've got the the, the, the orange that v, that that uh, Marlon Brando held in Godfather before he got shot. You know.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, <coughs> this is a pip from the orange. <laughs> <laughs> number three
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the next film then um, is a sequel and there's a couple I mean, we've already discussed one series of films where the sequel is considered as good as or as or better than part one hence the godfather I think it's debatable but I think most people are in like part two is is the, is the better I don't know, Ross. If you'd agree with that being a massive Godfather fan, but yes. I
2: I struggle. I wouldn't say I wouldn't sort yeah, of. Yeah, see, I,
1: it, for me, it's a real difficult one. I think they they equally are, are as good as each other. Part well, th-
2: one. I think Godfather. I think the first one because um, I'm a I'm a big fan of Mario Puzo who, who wrote yeah. the and, and, I, and I, I I read the book as well as watched the film and and that sort of heightened my experience. Um... Whereas the second book isn't really the second the, so the second book in, in the, the second book is called the sicilian yeah and it's it's all about michael corleone's time in exile in sicily after he executes the police chief and the and the uh, the head of the barzini family in the first godfather and that's what the where the sicilian is set and at the end of the sicilian he goes back um he goes back to the states and obviously the second film is nothing like that at all no uh, no no so i think the first one carries more of an experience for me but i couldn't I, I re- i'd really struggle to say like i prefer that one to that one
1: well this is kind of a similar story between these two films part one and part two in this this uh, series but i have to say you know part two of this particular series is my favorite okay so that might give you a clue and it is in the sci-fi genre and uh simon looks like he's done it <laughs> He's only gone and got it. He's, honey straight away. It is. Uh, it no,
0: is. let's let's play it out. Let's play it out.
1: Go on. <laughs> well, the other clue, you know, which is another cracking clue, which I know you'll get straight away if you're a big fan, and not everyone's a fan, are they? So, you know, uh, and, and, and and the but, yeah, uh, but the line is, and I thought you smelled bad on the outside. And, <laughs> uh, straight away, you'd have been in. I, I probably use that.
0: Five times a week. There
1: you go, sir. There you go. So, yeah, my number three is, and I couldn't go, uh, you know, without getting a Star Wars film in there. My no. three is Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I can remember the first time seeing it. Uh, again, pirate video, Betamax, about <laughs> 1980, 1982, something like that. And here is a uh, little bit of Pop quiz trivia for you, right? So uh, the, the the late, rest in peace, David Price, okay, okay. was a Bristolian, as you know, um, and uh, his daughter went to my primary school when I was growing up in the uh, town of Pucklechurch, uh, right? And his daughter came to one of my birthday parties. Oh, and I'm nice. pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure Darth Vader, David Price, picked her up. Picked her up. <laughs> At my sixth birthday party. So how about that?
2: For a bit of pop quiz. Simon eh? told me Darth Vader was from Romley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there you go. There's a surprise. So anyway, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I can remember watching Empire Strikes Back um, and, you know, the, the, the whole tone of the film yeah. uh, is just phenomenal, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, it's um, by, by far, for me, my, my favourite uh, of all the Star Wars films. Yeah, Uh, very, very closely followed by Rogue One, which I think, if you're a true Star Wars fan, I think most people are in that camp with those two. Yeah,
0: I think, um, obviously, uh, this is my time to shine. I I can start, I can start here, but I think, um, Empire Strikes Back is it's how every film should be, especially if it's a sequel. Um, I think it's 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 almost, um, what's the word it, it's almost like like dire at some points you know that you kind of think they're not going to get out of this one and it basically finishes like that doesn't it which yep. is if you do compare it to the original star wars star wars is just like yeah yeah do this boom boom boom, bang bang we defeated them all yay whereas like you say the tone of ep- episode i was gonna say two then sorry I do apologize <laughs> uh the tone of empire strikes back is so different to the first one um it's it's amazing and i i I went i went to the cinema to see it um and even at five i remember thinking i'd seen something special and it wasn't just because i love star wars it's because i was so invested in it um I, i i don't think it's ever left me guys i think i think i'm still feeling the effects of watching that film in the first place um it's um Every film should be like that, and I agree with you with Rogue One. I I, I was not expecting much from Rogue One in the slightest. Uh, I went to see it. I was there at the a minute past twelve uh, showing, the Thursday night. But I still didn't think it was going to be amazing. But fucking hell, um, it's it, it's so good that you can just watch. You can just watch that on its own. You know, a, a little bit like. Uh, you know the, the Godfather. If you watch Godfather one, you you kind of have to watch Godfather part two straight after or very soon after. Whereas Rogue One is just a nice Star Wars film that you can just watch on its own. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's amazing. And the the fact that you're over the, over the course of the first Star Wars films, you've invested nine hours of your life into um, it, and you know you you do care about these characters by the end of it they managed to do that in one film in rogue one yes you know you care yeah. but you care about the characters and uh spoiler alert they all die um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, the the fact that you even care that that they all die and the the, the the weird thing is the longer you go along you kind of think they must die at the end of this
1: yeah
0: no wh- whatever sure. whatever they do no matter if they succeed or fail they're going to die anyway because you know they do
1: it's one of those films as well, and I never think I would say this, but the fact that they all die is really sad. I'm not taking anything away from that, but I think I was more comfortable watching that and them dying than I've been in any other film where people just die. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It, it, it's because they've done such good, and you yeah. know, you know what, 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 what they've done and what it's going to mean. Yeah, you know, and uh, it, was, it I feel was like we're a-
2: talking about a genuine war here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it is Ross. It, it is, is Ross. Genuine in our heads. Yeah, I mean, it's. I just think it was very tasteful the way it was yeah. done. It was, it was. It was. a really great ending.
2: Uh, uh, I, like I, I, I watched it from. A, out, I mean, I, I'm a fan of. <laughs> you out,
0: watched it like this.
2: <laughs> i'm a fan of star wars but I'm, I'm i'm i think it's a um certainly not as much as you guys like i, I definitely rate it and I, I i think star wars is fantastic but um i, I probably had far less first of all context of yeah. what you guys would have and and an and investment actually it was more like you know it was one of them we wanted to go to the cinema what's on right okay. road one fuck it that's <laughs> probably the best thing that's on right now and we went to see it and um it was 10 times better than, than what I was expecting. And in some ways, it actually made me go back. It, I reinvested in Star Wars after watching Rogue One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I would buzz as much as I did in that final scene mm-hmm. when you know they've got the plans for the Death Star. And the hand that the, the passing them and they're trying to get and and fucking that's that shot when. Vader's lightsaber, I'm getting a bit tingly just thinking about it now. And I'm my,
0: like, my, my, my arms are my, my hair <laughs> arms have just stood on end. I'm just thinking about it now. <laughs> hair, hair arms, my hair, hair arms, arms, yeah. Yeah. My arms. hair
2: arms, yeah. My um, hair arms, yeah. And the, and the lightsaber comes on and you think, fuck me, that's Vader. Yeah. Then, Jesus Christ. And that that scene for me, I was like, what it what it what it made me feel. I was like, maybe I am a fucking big Star Wars. The only yeah. reason I'm reacting like this is because now when I was younger, I used to love Darth Vader, but I, I think I I love Darth Vader more than I love the Star Wars films, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, um, I watched uh, I watched Rogue One with my son, and it was like reliving my youth with my son because yeah, I, and when he was when we watched Rogue One, I reckon he must have been about. Uh, How old was it now? He was probably about ten, right? Yeah. Uh, And we both looked at each other and just beaming smiles as soon as Darth Vader came on. And um, and again, a spoiler alert. And it's very similar on the last episode of Mandalorian. So if you've been watching Mandalorian, you know it was a very similar feeling. Not quite, not quite up there with Rogue One moment, but it was close. You know. Uh, And it's that similar sort of feeling. It was, it was fab. Absolutely loved it.
2: It's still a little bit sort of. I still find it a little bit. disconcerting when they do the same because obviously they did the same with Carrie Fisher didn't they mm. and then they did it with Luke Skywalker is where they've created and it, and it looks it it's it's like 90% there yeah
1: but it's something and, not quite right 10% <laughs> makes it very
2: eerie because I feel I feel like they've got and I've said this on a, on a previous episode is I feel like they've got you've got this model and they've, they've 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 put Luke a young Luke on there. And sometimes I feel like I feel like the face is like a millisecond behind the rest of them. The it just seems it looks it makes me feel very nervous <laughs> and very uncomfortable. And uh, yeah. the, the the way their mouth moves when they're talking, it's just a little bit fucking. It's the kind of shit that they've got in cafes in Japan. Like <laughs> Serving your, serving your mcdonald's it's just a little bit weird it's like it's a little bit which ca-
0: which cafe in japan can you be served by luke skywalker Will you let me know <laughs> it's a bit
1: it's,
2: it's a bit blade runner for me it's a bit um what's the word replicant type vibe. Uh, yeah
1: that's a good yeah that's a good cool replicant yeah 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 that's so the- uh so yeah number number three empire strikes back uh I had to get it in there I had to get it in there well, obviously, going back to
0: our list, that was my number two.
1: Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah easily. Well, it'd... it's it'd be interesting now to see what I put because I feel bad now. You said that, Simon, as you know, a massive <laughs> no. Star fan. I think, well, should should I have given it you know higher praise? But well, it all depends on what my number it two depends is.
0: on two and one. <laughs> Next time on the Simon and Ross podcast.
1: Uh, oh. Real this isn't it? All right. Yeah, so, the 100 on. foot woman, right? In paper form. In the form of a poster. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got it,
0: Simon? Have you got yeah. it? Yeah, I've got it. I've got it.